They're going through all these checklists as they're bringing me back to the back room. And it was highly standardized and the treatment was really good. Solid, Solid. sustaining, Sustaining. and successful. successful. You're listening to the Speech Therapy Private Practice Startup Podcast with your host, Kyle Meads, speech and language pathologist. Listen, learn, and prosper as we share our experience and knowledge so that you can improve your business and your life one podcast at a time. Well, hello everyone. You're listening to the Speech Therapy Private Practice Startup Podcast. This is episode number 10. My name is Kyle Meads and I'm a speech and language pathologist since 1993. And these podcasts are designed to help you improve your business and your life one podcast at a time. I wanted to start out like I do all my podcasts and say thank you for listening to the podcast. Thank you for sending me those questions via email. Thank you for sending me those tweets and to let me know that you guys are listening out there. It's because of you guys out there. We now have over 2,000 listeners to the show from all parts of the world and every state in the United States. And it's because of you guys leaving good, solid feedback on iTunes that other people can find the podcast easily. Because again, I want to give you guys value. And I know I sound like a broken record, but value is what you get in the absence of money. This thing is free for you guys. And I want you to get the latest, best information out there to help you either start or grow or improve your speech therapy private practice. And I just, again, want to say thank you. I really, really appreciate it. And I wanted to start out this podcast with a story. So yesterday, I'm on the way taking my son to school. It's about 730. And the way we go to school, we go right past the speech therapy clinic. And my son's always like, there's a speech therapy clinic. I'm like, yes, sir, there it is. New office, new place. And this time he points to it and I see Esther. She's our office manager. She's always backed into her parking spot, you know, right there. But this time I had to turn in. He goes, dad, where are you going? I said, son, dad doesn't feel great, man. My stomach's hurting. I couldn't even finish driving my son to school. I had the most excruciating pain the night before. You know, I tried to take a hot bath. I tried to get rid of it. You know, I thought it would pass. I didn't know what was going on. But here I am sucking it up trying to get my son to school on time. And I just can't even drive the car. So I pulled into the clinic and I bang on the door and Esther comes out and she goes, hey. And I'm like almost in tears. I said, Esther, can you please take my boy to school? He'll tell you how to get there. He knows how to do this. She said, what's wrong? I said, I'm in such bad pain. I can't even drive. So she gets the keys and she gets behind the wheel and off she goes to take my son to school. And then I just kind of curl up in the fetal position in my office and a couple of people, you know, they hear me and they want to say, hi, good morning, Kyle. How are you? You know how speech pathologists are. They always want to you know, figure out what's wrong and treat the problem. You know, that's how speech therapists are, right? You know, we're neurologists and psychologists and, you know, educational specialists. I mean, we're all that stuff kind of combined into one little package, right? So Kristen comes in and she's like, oh my God, what's wrong with you? And I'm like, oh, anyway, you know, she says I was stuttering. My pain was so bad. Anyway, Esther comes back after taking my son to school, right? She comes in and she goes, Kyle, we can't have you here like this. You need to go to the emergency room right now. I said, you know what? I hate the hospital, but I'll do it. You know, because we lease from Tucson Medical Center. So we're right across the street from the hospital. So she puts me in the car 
and drives me across the street. And as soon as we get across the street, you know, I'm opening the door. I start vomiting. I know it sounds gross, but the pain was so bad. I just started throwing up in the parking lot while we're moving. And I'm just like, get us to the hospital because I don't know what's going on. I have never, ever, ever experienced pain like this in my whole entire life. So Esther gets to the front door of the emergency room. They come out and they've got me in a wheelchair. They roll me into the ER there and I didn't even have to wait. I gave them that Blue Cross Blue Shield card, gave them a copy of my license. They're going through these checklists, right? Checklist after checklist. You know, they need this information and that information. Are you allergic to anything? They're going through all these checklists as they're bringing me back to the back room. And it was highly standardized and the treatment was really good. So I get into this back room and then there was a nurse that came in and I really don't remember what was going on because I was in so much pain. I'm on the ground, you know, like on my knees with my head against the gurney there. And this left-handed nurse, the reason I noticed she was left-handed because I'm left-handed too. She says, this is classical kidney stones. I'm like, oh yeah, that's what I really want, right? So anyway, she comes in. This is before the doctor comes in, and she's been around. You can tell. She knows her stuff. She was very confident. And the nurse comes in, and she can just tell I was in all this pain, and she came up to me, and Mr. Meads, did you have anything to eat? Did you have a bowel movement? Did you pee today? All these questions, all these standardized questions, right? Because That's what doctors and physicians and nurses do. They have a list of procedures that they have to follow. And I'm listening to all this. I can barely speak because I'm in pain. But anyway, to make a long story short, finally, the physician's assistant didn't even see a medical doctor. I saw a PA. She came in. She knew exactly what it was. She said, oh, you've got kidney stones. This is classic. I said, yeah, that's what the left-handed nurse said, you know, like 30 minutes ago. But can I please have something for the pain? And for those of you who know me out there, folks, I don't drink. I don't take drugs. I don't do anything. I'm a nerd. I'm a goody-goody person, right? And I just said, look, you got anything non-narcotic? And they said, look, trust me, you're going to want something for this pain. Anyway, they gave me some non-narcotic injection of this, and it really worked. Then I went to CAT scan, and you get the CAT scan, and they got all these standardized procedures. They're asking you all these questions. You know, do you have metal inside your body? You ever had surgeries or, you know, again, procedures and standardization. So we get through all of that, you know, make a long story even longer. About four hours later, yep, two millimeter kidney stone. Here's your discharge papers. Everything's standardized. Again, checklist after checklist after checklist, checklist after checklist after checklist. Go home, drink lots of water, take these medications. You should pass this little thing, you know, in about the next four to seven days. So here we are the next day. While I was sitting here listening to all this stuff and going through all these checklists and answering all these questions, I thought about this email that this lady named Sharon, she's a speech pathologist in Washington State, she says to me, Kyle, thank you so very much for the podcast. I find them informative and they're really helping me grow my private practice. She says, hey, I have a question. When you receive a referral, if it's a pair that you aren't contracted with, Do you still call and schedule that family? And if so, how long do you wait before you actually call them? Great question. And you know what? We have a checklist for that that we use in our office. So I got online this morning and pulled some forms out of our online forms there. And I wanted to read you guys the steps that we take for a referral 
when we don't take that payer source. So this is good information. And can you believe how I tied all this stuff in from a kidney stone to a checklist for a payer that we're not contracted with? So here it goes. Number one, you receive the referral and the referral will usually indicate who the payer is. So you go to number two, the payment source. Now in our clinic, it's either going to be private insurance, Medicare, Medicaid, or cash. Number three, eligibility at the time of referral. Why is that important? That's important. So when you speak to that family and get them on the schedule, you can kind of give them an estimate of how much it's going to cost. People want to know what it's going to cost. Don't forget, healthcare is the only business where everything is just financial ambiguity at its finest, right? I mean, think about it. I went to the hospital yesterday. I gave them an insurance card and I don't know how much they're going to bill me. I don't know how much they're going to collect from me. I don't know the final amount. It's the only business where we don't have a final answer. But I tell you what, it's very important when you call and schedule your patients, you want to give them a range. Say, you know what? We don't take your insurance. But Based on our experience and the phone call we had with your insurance company today, 80% of it is going to be covered, and here's the amount that we're going to charge your insurance company, and 80% of that, which is X amount of dollars, is going to be paid for, so you're going to be left with the 20 So the range is going to be anywhere from $150, which is our cash weight, up to you know $190. So there's the range you can give the family because they have a right to know about what their cost of care will be. So that's why you want to check the eligibility at the time of the referral. Number four, you want to find out the out-of-network benefits for speech therapy. You ask if the patient has met their deductible for this year, and the representative should be able to tell you the actual amount that that patient has spent on their medical care up to this date. So for instance, if you're in June, when you call these people and get them scheduled, they should be able to say, oh, so-and-so's met their deductible as of last month. Everything should be covered up to 80% or whatever that plan's going to cover. So Number five, you can then tell that family what their cost of care will be for the evaluation. You may even find that your cash rate may be more affordable for that family rather than using their out-of-network benefits. Now, here is something you want to remember. Since you are not contracted with this insurance company, you have the ability to price it that way because when you are not in network with this insurance company, you are not bound to those terms of service. So you are able to say, look, here's our cash rate and your insurance will cover this amount and this would be your cost of care. So whichever one's cheaper, that's how we do it in our clinic because people really like to have value. So we always say, look, if you want to use your insurance, it's going to be this much. If you want to do cash, it's this much. It's up to you. What would you like to do? And then once we make that decision, we have them signed and we're bound to those terms. So again, you can't do that if you're in contract with Blue Cross Blue Shield. You can't just say, hey, you know, they're going to reimburse this and our cash rate's cheaper. So, you know, we'll just go with cash rate. You can't do that because if you get caught doing that when you're in contract or in network with these insurance companies, they can 
pay you and reimburse you that lesser rate because you're doing that. You've got to follow the rules. So I just wanted to give you guys this checklist, these five things that we do in our clinic when someone comes to our clinic and they have out-of-network benefits. So I hope this has been helpful for you guys. This has been a little bit of a story tell too as well, you know, because, hey, we all get sick, right? And thank the good Lord above that we have insurance, right? Anyway, I wanted to say thanks again to Sharon for sending me this email and to kick this whole podcast off. It was because of that email I started thinking about checklists, policies, and procedures and Next thing you know, kidney stones, right? But anyway, thanks again to all you out there who are listening to the podcast, and I'll see you soon. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Speech Therapy Private Practice Startup Podcast. For more information on Speech Therapy Private Practice Startup or to stay connected with Kyle, please visit privateslp.com.